Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it because we know that weekends are tough. We do it because we know holiday weekends are tough. And, you know, uh, here we are. It's New Year's Eve, 2015. And, you know, some of you guys, you know, the further away we get from our last use, the more we have the tendency to glamorize our past. And we start thinking, I shouldn't be here in treatment on this holiday. I shouldn't be here in treatment on that holiday. I shouldn't be here in treatment for my anniversary, for my kid's birthday. And yet, here you are. And what we would probably say is, today you are right where you are supposed to be. Because so many of you guys have taken these shortcuts. You come to believe that you've done some of the work and that's enough. I've done most of the work and that's enough. But gentlemen, we brought you here to do all of the work. Because you've tried taking those shortcuts before. You've tried making those phone calls home. Fishing, right? Fishing for the response that you're going to get on the other end of the line. You know, hey, what if I came home a little bit early? I've done really well here, right? And you know that you remember that pause you got on the other end of the line, right? Have you ever knocked on the door of a loved one and had a smile on your face and said, I'm home, and they weren't expecting to see you, right? We glamorize We memorialize all these things that we think we've missed, and yet how many of these holidays have we spent miserable? How many of these holidays have we made other people in our lives miserable? Gentlemen, you are right where you are supposed to be. And I believe each and every one of you has what it takes not just to get clean, but to be sober. So many of you guys really don't comprehend what sobriety really means. You come into treatment and you think you're trying to learn. Oh, we talk about I'm looking for spirituality and stuff like that. But the reality is a lot of you guys come into treatment hoping to learn the skills and tools how to put down a drink and drug and stay stopped. And some of you think that that's what sobriety is. Being able to stop using drugs. But gentlemen, that is just the tip of the iceberg, right? What do they say? Only 6% or 10% of the iceberg is above the water for people to see. The rest of it is below. Sobriety, so much of sobriety. You guys think of abstinence and sobriety. So much of it is down below. There is so much more to be gained in a sober life. Things that you you don't even conceptualize. You know, like what would it feel like for you? To be able to have money in your pocket and not have to worry about, i got to get rid of that money somehow. What would it be like for you not to be involved in the criminal justice system anymore? What would it be like for you to be able to be involved in the criminal justice system and when they ask you for a urine drug screen, you don't have to sweat it? What would it be like for you to be able to look into the eyes of the people that you have lost trust with and have them be able to look you back in the eye and not be worried, concerned, scared, or distrustful? 
What would it be like for you to be able to have a job and hold a job? What would it be like for you to be able to celebrate a birthday? What would it be like for you to be a father to your child again in a meaningful way? Or a son to a mother and father. Gentlemen, these are the things that sobriety has to offer. There is peace and serenity that goes far beyond putting down a drink or a drug. This, this gentlemen, is what's in store for you. And when I thought about what I wanted to talk with you guys about today, here it is, New Year's Eve, and I was brought to the uh, Mayan calendar. Do you remember... Do you remember in 2012, the Mayans predicted the end of the world? And of course, it reminded me of this song, and I heard some of you guys singing it when it was on the board, right? You want to to try it out? It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. One more time. It's the end of the world and we know it. And I feel fine. Not bad, not bad. We looked at alcohol and drug use and we looked at hitting bottom as being the end of the world as we knew it. We thought ourselves to be at the end. We couldn't see ourselves going any lower. We hit that bottom and we thought that our world was coming to an end like the Mayans predicted the end of the world. Aha! But that's not where the song ends. Apparently the Mayans got it wrong because the end of the world came as And uh, for those people in recovery, for those of you who have tasted what sobriety and recovery looks like, it's that last line that is able to stick with us. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. You have been able to put down alcohol. You have been able to put down drugs. And not a single person in the history of St. Christopher's Inn or any other treatment program that I'm aware of has withered away, has melted like the wicked witch of the West from abstinence and recovery. The end of the world in terms of your alcohol and drug use, for those of you who have chosen to surrender, the end of the world has come. You have felt physically awful, emotionally drained. You felt depressed and angry. You've dealt with feelings of guilt and shame. And yet, after all of that, you do have the capacity to feel fine. Not just fine, but better. To be able to experience a life beyond your wildest dreams. We had two alums come back today. I don't know if you got a chance to see them. They look like a million dollars, right? They experience the end of the world no differently than you. Everybody walks through these doors having hit some sort of bottom. Everyone has seen what they thought was the end of the world. But those who are willing to do the work, those who are willing to deal with the stress. Those who are willing to give time, time, in the end, find that they too feel fine. 
You know, the only urge, the only urge and craving that lasts forever, did you know this? The only urge and craving that lasts forever is the one you give in to. Isn't it funny how that works? You know, you don't see people, you guys have been to meetings, you don't see people with five years sober white-knuckling it anymore. Oh, they may say they still have urges from time to time, but it ain't like day one, is it? Right? The only urge that lasts forever is the one you give in to. So yes, gentlemen, you have the ability to feel fine and better than ever. So here we are, New Year's Eve. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to think because we do like the whole rest of the world does, right? We go ahead and we make those resolutions. We become resolute towards something. And we know that the vast majority of people that make these resolutions give up rather quickly. Well, what would happen, gentlemen, if you made a resolution? What would happen if you became resolute towards your recovery? What if you said, you know what, today I'm going to stop taking those shortcuts. What if you said, today I'm going to start taking those healthy risks. What if you said, today I'm going to share that thing that I swore I'd never share. And you show that kind of resolution towards your recovery. The possibilities are endless. It starts with making that commitment. And here's the good news, the empowering news, the encouraging news. Is that there's not a single person in this room that doesn't have what it takes to make that commitment. It's making a commitment. We're not asking you, you know, to say, we're not saying, listen, you don't know anything about fixing cars, go ahead and fix that, you know, 81 Impala. I don't know where I came up with that. Okay? We're saying, you have it within you to make that decision. Whatever it is that your attitude was yesterday, it has the capacity to change today. And let me tell you something, guys. If you think that I'm standing here and all I'm saying to you is BS, well, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm full of it. You know why? Because that's how you choose to see it. But how do you explain the fact that maybe the guy next to you, the guy next to you says, hey, maybe that guy's got a point. Hey, maybe that guy is right. Hey, I see that look in other people and they seem to have it. What do you think the difference is between you and the guy next to you? It's how you choose to look at it. The Greek philosopher Epictetus once said over 2,000 years ago, man is not troubled by things, but by the view he takes of them. Those of you who have been in my CBT group have heard me say that before. Man is not troubled by things, but by the view he takes of them. Meaning this, everything that you're doing here now is just a thing. It is meaningless until you give it meaning. So if you come into treatment and recovery, whether you're at St. Christopher's Inn, Brothers Christopher House, whatever facility you're in, and you say, this program stinks, this is awful, this is terrible, I shouldn't be here. Well, guess what? 
It is all of those things because that's how you choose to look at it. But if you stop to think, then maybe not everybody looks at it the same way you do. And maybe you have the ability to look at things differently. And when I say hope and opportunity exists for you, I know it's true. I know it's true. You know why? Because I promise you, I can look in each and every one of your eyes and tell you with 100% degree of certainty that there has been somebody who has gone through St. Christopher's Inn who has been worse off than you that has found their way to sobriety, that has found their way to feeling fine, that has found their way to that life beyond their wildest dreams. Someone worse off than you has come through that door and has found that path. The only difference, the only difference between that person and you right now is they became resolute. They made that resolution. They decided to stick to it no matter what. And you, you know, and you guys have it within you. You know how I know? Okay? Because when it came to your drug of choice, you were resolute, weren't you? When it came to your drug of choice, you were able to make a resolution and stick to it, didn't you? Because if you ran out of money, if you ran out of friends, if you ran out of favors, if you ran out of, uh, 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 I don't know, I'm out of stuff. Money, thank you. Did you say, oh well, I guess I'm not going to get high anymore. No, no, no. You just became more resolute, more creative, because it was important enough to you. Well, what? You think somehow you don't have that same set of skills that can be applied to treatment and recovery? Okay? Think again. Gentlemen, it is hopefully, we hope, that this is the end of the world as you know it. We hope it is the end of the chaos in your life. We hope that it is the end of misery. We hope that it is the end of self-destructive and other destructive behavior for you. Because we know that when you come to realize that this is no longer the path I want to take, okay, there are far greater and brighter days ahead. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Now you know I'm lost, right? I don't have my go. So I, I got to move on. And I got to say this. You know, when you guys make that decision, when you make that resolution, when you come to realize that that is the end of the world, when you realize that you are leaving that world behind. Any Stephen King fans here? Right, the process. What I what I believe to be maybe the greatest book ever written, the Dark Tower series. Anybody familiar with that? Right, and there is and there is a theme that runs through these seven books that ties in that ties in to our message today. And he has a tendency to write throughout these seven books that took him well over twenty years to write. And he says the world has moved on. We hope, we hope that the world has not just moved on for you physically, that we are not just moved on physically from your drug of choice, but you've moved on from it emotionally, that you've moved on to it uh, from it spiritually. And when you do that, and you start moving in that other direction, we find that this is a place 
where miracles happen. And gentlemen, we have the good fortune of seeing miracles happen here every day. So at this time we ask that if you've experienced a miracle, if something has happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it did happen, something that may have happened just in the last week, we ask that you take a moment to share that miracle. Not just because it feels good to be able to share that you experienced it, but guess what? we got, we got guys here wearing yellow tags. We got guys here who's it's, it's their first day. We got guys here that maybe they're on the fence and maybe they're looking to run. And maybe the fact that you can share a miracle might help somebody else keep their feet planted here where they need to be. So at this time we ask if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, would you be willing to come forward and share that miracle now? Come on. Yes. Uh, my name is Erico. And my miracle really is from far beyond just last week. Because when I first decided to quit, I, that's exactly what the words that I said, oh, the world is over. It was over for me. And, you know, I thought I couldn't live anymore. But now it's, it's a new year, and I do feel fine. And I'm really grateful to be up here. And I should be leaving soon, but I never thought I was going to make it. And to me, it's a miracle. This is the longest I've ever been sober, and I'm very grateful to be with you guys. And have a happy new year. Thank you. Yes. Kevin, the end of my world of drunkenness is over. I am changing because nothing goes backwards. Time does not go backwards or tarry with yesterday. I am changing. It's a new year. It's a positive time. This program's helped me immensely. I'm stoked. I'm going out there positive. All right. Thank you. Edward L. Track 3. Um, you know, like Erico said, I don't know if this is a miracle that really just hit me, um, but through my time here and the help of staff here, I've really come to internalize that I was just hiding behind alcohol and drugs because of fear that I had, fear myself that I'm not good enough or that I'm not enough. And through the staff here and through the program that they've given me here and the help that they've given me here, um, I think I see that I don't need as many crutches anymore, and I can face that fear. Thank, Thank you. you. Daniel S., Track 9. Um, I've been here for about two and a half months, and this past week for Christmas, I was able to uh, give my family peace of mind and sobriety being here safe. And tonight, bringing in the new year, I'll be able to start off the right way for the rest of my life, one day at a time, and um, couldn't be any better. That's my miracle. Thank you. Yeah. John D., track 12. It's been about 24 days so here for me. I turned 24 in here. Um, not my first birthday in an institution, but this is the first birthday that I was, I was okay with it. It wasn't a huge deal that I was okay and uh, more so, uh, I'm okay with my external circumstance. Right now, I got a serious, uh, it's a violent felony. If I get convicted with it, you know, I can only pray for the best, but I'm okay. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to say I feel fine, you know, it gets to me. Um, but in the end, I accept, and ultimately, I know if I stay here with all the encouragement that I've been getting so far, I'm going to grow into somebody that's just going to walk out there and look totally different and be totally different. 
and um, there may just be, God willing, some kind of uh, cushion or whatever. And if there's not, I just know I'm able to face it head on. And that's my miracle here. I'm afraid of a lot of things. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Leo Knox, track 11. Um, I think uh, I think that I've experienced three miracles since I've been here. Uh, I got here last Monday. Uh, I detoxed cold turkey off of some really strong painkillers, Dilaudid and Opana, and um, I slept every night since I've been here. Uh, I came here to get the cord off. That was my first miracle. Uh, I came here just to get the cord off my back, and uh, I've had a spiritual change. I, I, I want to become a reliable, responsible person, and uh, I never thought that would happen. And uh, the third miracle is that uh, I called my mother yesterday, and she told me she was proud of me. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Carl B., uh, track four, uh, 57 years old. I thought I was too old to be here. Uh, and I just want to thank God for a second chance at life. Uh, it's truly a miracle for me to be here. Uh, I think the other guy said I was so afraid of myself, you know. And when I first got here almost 30 days ago, I was so depressed, you know. Yeah, it's a new year, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. Let's go Redskins 2016. How you doing, David? Um, I just wanted to say my name is Donald, and uh, I was addicted to crack cocaine and alcohol, and um, and I've been a lot of places for help, looking for help. And I like what you have on the board. It's the end of the world as we know it. Because what I come to find out, and it's a miracle in me finding this out, is that it was the lifestyle I was living. It may seem so simple to people um, outside of me, but it was the hardest thing for me to learn that. And then the other thing that allowed me to put the two together was the love that I found in this program. I've, I've never seen so much love. Um, and then to learn that I'm, I have the capacity to love. You know, so it's very touching, and I just wanted to um, add my little few things to, to your, um, what is it called again? Podcast. Podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Hi, David. I'm Kenneth uh, L., uh, addict. Uh, I came here almost two months ago thinking I was going to save my housing. I have, for the past six weeks, I didn't care about my housing anymore. Care about getting better. That's the first little miracle. The second really big miracle is well, something that I never, ever, ever faced in my whole life before. And my counselor, Robert, and my track brothers in track 12 helped me face and talk about I never, ever, ever thought I would. And uh, I was ashamed. And I'm not ashamed. Every one of my brothers came up to me, hugged me, stood by me. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. I didn't know these men eight weeks ago. Now they're like, they're like blood brothers. That's a real miracle to me. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. At this time, we ask you to think and take a moment to think about the people that have been put in our path who have been sources of encouragement for us. Is there someone in this room who's gone over and above for you that has helped you get through something difficult? We ask that you take a moment to recognize that person we, um, um, and, and to keep two things in mind. One, um, we try to focus on one or two people 
Um, when we say I want to thank the whole community, um, you know, it tends to lose some of its power. And uh, also um, understand the one difference between praise and encouragement. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes that extra step and lets someone know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. So if there's someone here who's been uh, a source of encouragement for you over the past week, would you be willing to come forward and recognize them now? Jimmy F. James. James F. Track 13. Uh, I always joke about John G. Um, what happened was, um, how we met was, Tell him. how we met was we beat each other senseless, shook hands, and then had a drink. Who would think that 28, 30 years later? The first person I seen when I went to the smoke shack was John with his arms open. And he said, you said. He said, you welcome, said. Jimmy. You're here. You're going to get better. And uh, I found that I don't, have, I don't have any strangers here, just friends I haven't met. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Going once? Going twice? Come on, quick, quick, quick. Nobody likes dead air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David, this is uh, me and Ken, Ken Lawson. Uh, I know all this supposed to give encouragement to one. But I think what happened with me this week was one of the probably the most serious things I've had in my life for my sobriety. I'd like to encourage my track brothers in 12, also my counselor, Robert Watson. You guys are amazing. How they help you? Uh, they helped me face something that I couldn't face myself. Come to terms with that. Get, uh, found out why I'm using so many heavy drugs and stuff. Uh, hiding behind something that really is not a big deal. How do you worry about it now? It's off my shoulders. Great. There you go. Thank you. Yes. Kevin C. Track 8. Uh, I'd like to encourage my track brother, Vinny. Vincent. Vinny Vincent. Uh, Vincent works in the kitchen. He's in my group. You tell him. And um, this boy's got a big heart. He cares about people. Stop, stop, stop. You. You care about people. Yes, you care about people. You have a big heart. I've seen you grow in the short time we've been together. I like the way you handle yourself. I like the way you handle your business, work, etc. How does that help you? Because uh, when I'm around him in group, and when I'm around Vincent in the kitchen, when I'm around him, you, you, when I'm around you, I feel your energy. You got a good vibe about you, and I wish you the best. Stay positive, brother. Thank you. I have a bunch of people. Um, Mr. X, uh, track nine. Uh, track nine, man. Uh, we have dynamite groups, man. Um, Sean, a bunkie, awesome guy, man. Looked out for me. Had no clothes. Hooked me up with some gear. You know, other things too. Encouragement, right, guys. We talk to people, not about people. Words okay. of encouragement. And uh, who else? Uh, the guys from Blaisdell. We got my man Gilbert over there. Gilberto, uh, Roberto. Adam, Raphael, Lindy. I'm sorry, guys. I have to, I have to shout them out. I apologize. How have they been helpful to you? They've been helpful to me because they didn't cut and run. You know. What does that tell you? tells me that I can't cut and run. i got to prove through test my testimony. And uh, who else? John MC, man, plugging me into work, helping me get um, toiletries. That's a big help to me. You always looked out to me like, you know, you're like a father figure to me, man. I appreciate you, man, you know. And um, I wish I could thank the whole crowd, man. You guys have been excellent to me, man. So, Thank you. Yes. Joseph M., um, 
My miracle this week was sitting down with Father Bob, and uh, me and him come to terms with something that uh, I did 40 years ago, and it was like uh, the whole world come off my shoulders. And also, too, to my buddies in Track 12, and especially my track leader and my buddy Kenny, when I first came here, Kenny's the one who was my buddy, and he showed me around this place. And and I tell him this, and it's not the first time that I've I've said this to you. When when you showed me around, you, I mean, you, you you accepted me like I was your brother. And we joke about being old in this place and all that, and, and you know it is kind of funny, but. You really are a good person. I've been telling you that since the day I got here, you know, and I can't express my gratitude enough because this, like, stuff I, you know, I can tell you anything from the heart, and you're not going to look at me any shape, size, or form any different than any other man, and I appreciate that. I hope you guys are able to see the forest through the trees. You see... Every day we call a discharge committee. Every week we do an A and B group. Every day we're giving out community service. Every day there's negativity. There's people doing the wrong thing. But those are the trees. And if we choose to just see the trees, we're missing out on the forest. And gentlemen, there is a lot that is good here. There is a lot that is powerful here. Their spirituality, one way that I like to define spirituality, is a healthy sense of connectedness to people, places, and things around me. That healthy spiritual sense exists here. I'm going to shut this thing down now before we get to our last segment. Uh, so I want to let people know that if you're interested in learning more about St. Christopher's Inn, please go to our website at www.stchristopher'sinn.org. Until next time, we wish you peace. Serenity and sobriety. sobriety.